welcome to another episode of Improv Exchange with Leander Young, where we dig into conversations with seasoned musicians to discuss their life, art, and the faith of jazz as they see it. In this episode, we interview a very talented saxophone player from Korea, Yu Sun Nam. Onya Yu Sun, how you doing today? Hi, um, I'm pretty good. How are you? Can't complain. Can you please introduce yourself to the people? Yeah, uh, thank you for inviting me here. Uh, my name is Yu Sun Nam. I'm originally from Korea. Uh, I studied at a, a Seoul Institute of the Arts and Berkeley College of Music and hold my master's degree from NYU State Art. Uh, I was very fortunate to learn from Bill Pierce, which is uh, the member of Jazz Messengers and uh, Jaron Barrett, trumpet player, and Jim Green, he's also a great saxophone player, and also Dave Pietro. Yeah, they helped me to develop my jazz language uh, very much, and then all the colleagues from various countries gave me great experience to understand their cultures during my study abroad and at uh, Boston and New York. Yeah, I'm also very humbled to receive the Joseph Biela Award from Berkeley College of Music, which is from the uh, great saxophone um, educator. Yeah, now I'm uh, currently live in Korea and then teaching several universities and then working very hard as uh, jazz musicians. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, which universities over there are you teaching at? Uh, yeah, uh, which is I went to uh, Seoul Institute of the Arts and then uh, Dongar um, Art University. Yeah, those two. <laughs> okay. Well, I know you from your original album, The Light of the City. And you had, I believe it was Chris Cheek on there, right? Oh, yeah. he's He was one of actually my teacher yeah, oh. back then. <laughs> That's how you got him on there. I was about to say, though. But no, I like the album. <laughs> Thank you so much. And your latest album. Yep. Strange But Beautiful You. Yep. When did that come out? It come, came out like two years ago. Yeah, in Korea. And... Uh, yeah, that's a very meaningful album for me, actually. Compared to the first one, I made it by myself in Korea. So I was very um, worried about, like, if I, I can't make my own sound. So, but, like, I can say I'm very confident about that album came out pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> well, I liked it. The only thing I didn't understand was... In the beginning, you had something being said in Korean, and yeah, I don't know Korean, so. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I was so nervous. Nervous. No, right no, now. no. I'm uh, saying on the album, you opened it, opened it with a, as I say, a monologue with someone speaking in Korean. Oh yeah, yeah. The first one, you yes. mean? Yeah, there is a narration. The first track, actually, yeah. So it was a story about the man and woman how they met in the forest, and then yeah. Like, there is a little story about it. So I just want to deliver some uh, stories through the music because sometimes jazz music, we don't have a lyrics, so people can't understand very well. So I want to make it more like a stories or like a movies. Okay. Well, besides the stuff I didn't understand by language, I loved it. And I suggest oh. everybody check it out. <laughs> Thank you so much. So yeah. how did you get into jazz music? Yeah, uh... 
it's a long story actually uh i was always surrounded by music um my mother's favorite musician was a mari callas the soprano i took some uh, classical vocal training very seriously when i was young like six years um but however i didn't want to uh pursue the vocalist as your career and then major in computer science first in the university actually <laughs> and then uh during my undergrad in uh, 90s jazz was getting popular in korea and then i listened a lot through the radios and ideally enjoying uh listening music jazz music so I think that's why I pick up the saxophone and I think that it's very similar to human voice such and then such a significant instrument in jazz. Yep. Okay. Who was your favorite musician at the time? At that time, I listened a lot to Pam Metheny's albums and then uh, there, there were big uh, hits. Uh, like a smooth jazz maybe in Korea so like Dave Sambons and you know like Dave Coase and those kind of music was very popular in Korea yep <laughs> I don't mind smooth jazz now there's some people that listen to the show that have a massive oh. hatred to smooth oh. jazz but that's a whole different topic for another day yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true yep but what was your decision Did what was behind the decision for you to come to America to study yeah, uh, I was always wondered to what is going to be the root of the jazz. And I know jazz is definitely from America originally. So that's why I think I choose going to U.S. I mean, there is two options always in Korea, like either uh, going to study in Holland or um U.S. I think the Holland is like they, they will have pretty good education system also. And then the tuition is pretty uh, not uh, pretty uh, affordable. That's why people want to go there. But I was always wonder about like how it, the, the deal that sounds like. That's why I think I, I went to U.S. Yeah. Okay. That is, I didn't know people go to Holland like that in Korea to study music. I'll have to look more into that later. So could you tell us the difference between the music scenes, like Boston's versus Seoul versus New York? Yeah, that might be a very interesting question. Um, when I was in Boston, it's pretty small with not so many jazz clubs. Maybe you can say uh, Wallis Jazz Cafe and then Scholars. Yeah, those kind of jazz clubs but there are so many passionate music students and also teachers and but like new york city it's like easy to find musicians playing even in a small restaurants so i think that means there are more opportunities to play music and then you will have great things to learn from great uh, musicians yeah but what about soul yeah, Seoul is actually uh, a lot of rooms to grow. Even a few years back then, uh, jazz only means swing in the language of bebop. But now many musicians came back to Korea from studying abroad with great materials and make their own sounds. And now we can call it like Korean jazz scene and Korean jazz music. There are uh, some uh, great generations now influencing each other's. There's one on YouTube I follow. He plays like smooth jazz. I think I'm forgetting his name. It's going to come up later. I should have 
took a note of it. <laughs> but yeah, he performs really well over there, and he does a lot of covers of American songs. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And watch it come out in like ten minutes or something. I'm just gonna remember the guy's name, but whatever. So being, yeah, let me know later so I can check it out too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being in both the academic world and now you're in a professional world, what is something you experienced from both? Well, it was very, very um, wonderful time studying with all the like great musicians in Washington and New York. But after then, obviously, I think uh, the real world experience made me very strong. Um, I lived and worked as a jazz musician in New York after I got an artist visa. Uh, which is like four years. Yeah. Uh, and I met so many wonderful musicians during that time. Um, whether the gig was big or small, we all try to make really good music all the time. <laughs> and then I've composed a lot of musics and then went to my friend's gig and had a jam session almost every night. Yeah, everything was really good. I think it's a heaven for jazz musicians, especially in New York and experience in different cultures because you will know like you know there are so many musicians from all over the world so you can listen like peru uh traditional music yeah one one time i involved in peru jazz music so i actually played some saxophone with their traditional music that was pretty fun and also you can meet a lot of like european peoples too so jazz um Experiencing different cultures and collaborating with many people helped me understand jazz music much more deeply. Okay. So how did you see the jazz world as a student in Korea versus when you came to New York? Well, uh, I've never expected that we'll be like that because... At that time, there are not many people who is starting from abroad, so nobody actually can say yeah, how uh, jazz music scene in um, U.S. will be. So I didn't expect that much, but like when I went to the Berkeley College of Music, you actually see like 300 people playing saxophone at a school. That was really big because even now in Korea, we will I can see even the student is getting smaller who is playing saxophone and in majoring saxophone, but it's just like a lot of people. And then you can see a lot of different musics and cultures. And so that was pretty yeah, amazing. So what do they mainly major in in Korea then? If they're not playing the saxophone and all that stuff in the jazz schools, or what is the most common instrument? Now it's as you see, like it's it's getting smaller. Uh, some some students wanna major in um, um, performance because they uh, they they wanna do more music in a pro- music productions like K-pops or like they wanna learn more like MIDI program and stuff. So it's getting pretty smaller right now. I think it's all over the world is pretty much same. I uh, I would say that too, but. You brought up something that I just curious. The K-pop scene, they're actually joining the ditch and jazz to go do that? Or you're saying that that's just growing to the point that people prefer to go into that? People pro- prefer to go K-pop more, actually. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's probably the best, I mean, the most known export 
from Korea in terms of entertainment. So I kind of understand that. Yeah, I mean, it's it, right now, K-pop is very popular all over the, all over the world. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, so what is something you would tell someone that is going into music? Uh, I always tell to my student because if they don't practice so much or like if they don't realize how the award will be. So <laughs> be serious, like people who are in other professions or of all industry. Yeah, just enjoying music and playing music is not enough. So you should discipline yourself very much and playing every single note at your best ability. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's going to be the best ad- advice for the student. Okay. And what is something people seem to misunderstand about the music world? Yeah, uh, there are some couple like audition shows or like it's like really popular in Korea, like Boys Korea. I think that's the same program also in US too. Like the audition program, you're singing and you know interviewing and like it's kind of your documentary or something like that. Um, people usually think that through those kind of program, they think most of musicians they are all gifted, you know. But I believe famous musicians work really hard every day and otherwise they will not make it. Yeah. Okay. And just so you know, the guy I was thinking of earlier was Johan Kim. I don't know if you know that. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about him. Actually, he he's very popular right now. Through the YouTube, everybody want to yeah, listen oh. his uh, playing. Okay. I was just saying, I just had a look to make sure. <laughs> but yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Wow. Okay. So what is something you noticed about the music scene in general recently? Well, I think it's a big problem right now. Everybody know <laughs> uh, COVID-19. Yeah, so there are lots of can- cancellations of concert and events uh, through the whole world right now. Uh, there are only a few um, numbers of test positive coming up weekly in Korea, but I think it's a better uh, situation now compared to other countries. But still, it's really hard to open up and uh, any kind of em- events. So I don't know how this situation is take to us, taking us to, but I assume that there will be more online platforms for musicians to promote and themselves holding online concerts and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So where do you think jazz will be in 10 years? Well, I think we will keep like the only small body, like, like, it's the same as of right now because people eventually want to listen, like real human beings playing instrument. Um, I'm very uh, proud of playing saxophone because sometimes you can't even find the like real saxophone sound through the MIDI programs or anything. So it's only you. It, it, this sound is only happening through the human being. So jazz is not gonna disappear, but it will be very rare. Or it could be like a classical music, maybe. Um, oh, listening. That's a blow. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but yeah, in Korea, uh, recently, uh, one uh, jazz production guy starting to put up some uh, concert series called like uh, Play um, Masterpiece Blue Note, which is like we were celebrating Blue Note like 80 years last year. So 
he just wanna make that concert series like continuously. It was pretty successful. So we also like very uh, surprised. People really like the old albums, which is like Miles Davis or like um, something else, Cannibal Those kind of like really bestseller albums, which is like 50 years ago albums, but people loved it. And then like Tika was always like um, sold out. So it seems like more like classic right now, you, you know? So if some people want to listen Mozart and then they want to go to listen Mozart like that. So I'm very worried about like young jazz musicians. If they don't have any, um, their names on it, they can't have like big, uh, big, ticket powers and stuff and then eventually jazz will be just like swing music so but who knows it will change uh, somehow (laughs) are there any rising stars in over there that you know of well i've been in korea right now like only three years so uh not much about the korean musicians but I know some Korean, uh, really great Korean musicians still in New York right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Jihae Lee, she's a great uh, a big band jazz composer. She's lived there too. And then uh, Taeyeon Seok and then JK Kim, they are drummers. They are very active in New York jazz scene right now. Okay. JK, uh, he plays with Chris, if I'm correct. I got to check that. I could be wrong. I think that's Chris's drummer, someone else that came on the show. So Yeah, I, I, I listened to that episode, actually. I was very proud of him. <laughs> oh, so it was great. Okay, was Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. JK is right now in Korea, so we will have some gig uh, in two or three weeks in Korea. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Look, mm. If you could stream it, I'll listen to that. All right. Great. Well, have you been invited to play on any non-jazz artist albums? Uh, not albums, but right now I'm trying to collaborate with some electronic musicians too. So I had some uh, small concert last month. Uh, he studied at England, um, sound design kind of stuff. So we just want to mix up with the improvisation music and uh, um, electronic music. That was pretty fun. Okay. So, have you ever turned down any major offers? Mm, I I think, as I remember, no. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I say to everyone, take as many gigs as you can. You shouldn't be turning. Of course. If you're, yep. if you're like Christian McBride, if you're like, I don't know, who else is huge? I Even though people don't like him, Kenny G, people who have that type of name that could select who they want, I understand that. But for the majority yep. of musicians in the world... Yeah, you should take what you could get. <laughs> yeah, well, especially in this this right now in this situation, everybody wanna have a concert. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they miss the stage pretty much. <laughs> so, if you could turn back time, talk to your eighteen year old self, would you talk them out of being a musician? Of course not. Um, I will say you should start more earlier because I start. Uh, to play music so late. I was doing a computer science major a couple years. Then I uh, turned to or uh, I, pick, I I tried to uh, majoring on music later. So I would say that and if I could turn back to that time, I, 
I would rather to talk my 18 years old myself to explore different things in music, uh, like arranging or composing music programs, other than just playing and practicing an instrument. Um, back in school, I've been focusing on playing instrument, and I have missed a lot of chance to explore other things, I think. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you could remove all the barriers, all the constraints, what type of project would you do, and who would be on it? Yeah, that's very difficult question, actually, <laughs> because there are so many things I want to do. But uh, I was thinking about this question, and maybe that will be a very fun project. Um, there are some uh, female jazz musicians I really admire, um, and then I want to make them in a, uh, one group and make some great music with them. So name one. Come on, tell me who. <laughs> oh, uh, Esperanza, Roxy, Ellen. Uh, I could go on a yeah. whole list. Which ones? Yeah, Terry Carrington, okay. Esperanza, and uh, uh, she she's a saxophone player from uh, Holland. Um, uh, Tina Kefostma. He okay. she was yeah she was in last year in in Korea Charleston Jazz Festival. She was really good. I really liked her. And uh, Melissa Aldana, she went to school with me. I don't know if she will remember me, but yeah. Um, yeah, so many. I mean, yeah. So I always thinking about there is a certain kind of sound only woman can make. It's more like um, precise and it's more like a melody curve. It's more like soft, but like it's still strong sound. So yeah. I think that might be a very interesting project. I say do it. And when we finish talking, I'll tell you about these three girls in England right now that are killing it. You got to try to hook up with them. That's what you need to do to get that going. Okay. So what is the best compliment you ever received? Yeah. Uh, some people say that because jazz doesn't have a lyrics, as I said, um, they really hard to listen jazz music. Once, once they listen it and then they don't want to listen anymore sometimes. So uh, some people said, oh yeah, I, I listen your albums pretty often. That means I think it's a good album because people want to listen and listen more often. So that is the best compliment ever. Yeah. I agree. And I also say it all the time. There's some bad bad jazz <laughs> out there. I'd be like, there's some every now and then I hear one and I'm just like, who let you release this? But that's a different thing altogether. Right, right. So, what is something I didn't ask about you that I should know? Uh, well, um, what you gonna do for your next album? <laughs> My next album or you? What are you gonna do for your next album? Go. Um... <laughs> Yeah, uh, I ideally want to want people know about the Korean jazz scene. Actually, it's getting very interesting right now because we uh, it's the same thing like all the 
Korean jazz musicians when they study in U.S. They thinking about jazz is actually from originally from U.S. But like what we can do as a Korea Korean musicians, you know, it will be pretty much same with other country people too because the origin of jazz is pretty strong. So if you want to make it differently, you will have a lot of like efforts to it. So in Korea right now, there there is a lot of collaboration with different kinds of music. For example. You will play with Korean traditional instrument, and then like, or you you can mix up with like different um, kinds of um, music, like uh, singer songwriters or you know electronic music and stuff. So I really want to try uh, to make those kinds of albums too. So now I'm I'm learning very hard to uh, using uh, Ableton Live, which is a, a music program. That a lot of people is using right now. Uh, it's very, uh, it's very easy to using when you have a improvisation music or when you have a live performance. It's really a good uh, functions that uh, that program has it. So, yeah, maybe my next album will be yeah like um, mix mixing uh, with uh, some improvisation music and electronic sound. Okay. I'm curious how that's going to come out. I'm pretty sure it will come out good. So, would you have a timeline for that? Yep. Maybe I will do that uh, through the winter. Right now, there, there are so many musicians right now, they can't have a gig, you know, they can't go outside. So, it's a good time, actually, uh, writing music and practicing. So, I think I can do that end of this year. So hopefully I can have it next year, maybe like January or February. Yep. Okay. That's taking it. That's what you got to do. You got to take advantage of the poor conditions we have right now. Right. Right. Yep. So are there any other jazz artists you wish to shout out or talk about? Well, uh, uh, recently, mm, I'm very interested in, uh, listening, um, the saxophone player, uh, I forgot his name, um, Rogan Richardson. Okay. Yeah, yeah, his music is pretty, um, interesting for me, so, yeah. First, first I know him about, uh, through the, uh, Gerald Clayton's album, and then his playing was pretty, um, special so I was like who is this guy it's, it's like different language so I tried to figure out who is it and then that was a Logan so I saw him a couple times in a, a smalls uh, jazz club mm-hmm. yeah and then I follow following him through the um, Instagram and then he posting a lot of like <laughs> um, interesting stuff so I liked him very much you know what you need to do you need to go in his DM section and message him Ah, okay, I will. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he'll reply. But anyway, <laughs> before you go, we normally like to give a shout out or show respects to the artists that come before us. So I'm going to tell you an instrument, two artists. Tell okay. us which one and if you yep. wish, why. Yep. Okay. Okay. So on trumpet, Christian Scott or Harry James? Mm, Christian Scott. Okay. You want to tell us yeah. why or nah? Well, I like his 
passion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, his music was pretty um, interesting and very um, groovy. So that's why I like his music pretty much. Yeah. Okay. So on bass, Linda O or Esperanza Spotter? Esperanza Sparding. Okay. You gonna say why? Uh, nah. Uh, I really like her music. I'm a big fan of her. And then actually I met her at a jam session a um, couple years ago at a Jing bar <laughs> in here. <laughs> she was really nice person and uh, she tried to share the stage with a lot of like young musicians. And I admire that like she is also very interested in like educating the next generations or I can see her efforts to like share her um, musicianship with like all the people. Yeah, so. Okay. So on piano, I got to think of a decent one for you. Okay, we're going to say Hiromi or we're going to say Robert Glasper. <laughs> wow. Uh, it's a totally different to character um robert killesford <laughs> yeah uh, i mean he's he's also very popular jazz musicians um and then maybe like two years ago i saw the movie uh blue note and then robert was talking about the jazz and his um philosophy about the music was really um inspire me so yeah definitely robert okay on drums uh, <laughs> mm, i don't know which one we're gonna say ulysses <laughs> <laughs> owens jr mm-hmm. or brian blade Wow. <laughs> of course, Brian Blight. Really? I, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, um, I, I, I remember the first, first moment, uh, I cry when I listened to music was actually his band, a fellowship. So like it was in Boston scholars, maybe. Uh, he bring his whole band and they're playing it. It was just so soulful. It made me cry. So I I will never forget his sound. So yeah. You cry to a drummer. <laughs> I mean, the music was so oh, okay, beautiful. Okay, I was about I to say you're my yeah, hero. You I just made it. my day as a drummer because you know no one ever respects us. We're just in the corner hitting noise. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so. On saxophone, we're gonna wow. go with Tia Fuller mm-hmm. or Grace Kelly. Wow, um, are we go with Grace Kelly? Yeah, uh, actually, we went to school together, so I don't, I don't know, if she will remember me or not, though, but. There is only a few Asian female saxophone player at a school, actually. 
I'm, I'm from Korea. She's also Korean too. So there is a funny story about that. I was playing saxophone in Boston and then somebody came to me and then they said, are you Grace Kelly? <laughs> so <laughs> I said, no. But I know Grace is like really working hard and then she's trying to... Uh, She's trying to make her own music all the time very hard. So I know her pretty well. I mean, I saw her at a school many times. And then um, now I think she's doing her own music. I really um, admire that. So, yeah, Grace. Okay. I should have put two Koreans against each. Yeah, that was not fair, though. (laughs) 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 Well... Could you tell everyone where to find you online, your social media, your website, etc.? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, my website is uh, Um That's uh, that's the way you can find myself. Uh, myself. And then um, I have my uh, Instagram uh, account name is N-A-M-N-E-W-47. That's my Instagram. And... Uh, you can also find me uh, through the Facebook too. Yeah, it's the same ID. So yeah, hopefully we can meet through the SNS and then yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you once again for coming on. I do not say know how to say goodbye in Korean, so you could teach me right now. <laughs> how do you say it? Uh, it's the same. Annyeong. Oh, it's annyeong. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, annyeong, everybody. This is Leander from Improv Exchange. Thank you for checking us out. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Bye. That's that on jazz. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Improv Exchange. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Also, please be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Improv Exchange. <laughs>